0: gentlemen we have a a special special treat for you you today we have have the one one, the only welcome to the state lines network
1: hey friends welcome to episode 35 of the boldly going podcast this is the podcast where we talk to creative brilliant inspirational people of the universe living right here on planet earth i don't know anybody that doesn't live on planet earth but that's beside the point today. Uh, today's episode is just as great. Just, uh, the guy is brilliant. Just, uh, I mean, all of them have been, have been brilliant people that have been on the episode. Um, this one's no different with my buddy, Josh bump Galetta. Uh, he goes by bump B U M P exactly sound like it sounds, uh, bump Galetta. He is, he's incredible. He is a, um, He's an illustrator. Uh, he is an artist. He is a uh, youth pastor. He is, um, he's all over it. Like, the guy's just incredible. He's just a, a brilliant dude, has an incredible story about how art has been, uh, how it's changed his life. And, um, Uh, Helped him uh, therapeutically in a lot of ways. Um, Really incredible story. He's got a great family. Uh, Lives in Lakeland, Florida. Works at a church there. And he's got his own uh, art, design, illustration business. And uh, you can find him online or on the uh, social media places at Bump Galetta. The the last name G-A-L-L-E-T-T-A. Bump Galetta. Uh, You can also find him online at BumpGaletta.com. Um, He is, uh, he's just, he's brilliant. I can't wait for you to hear his story and what he is, what he's learning through art, what he has learned, where it's taking him, um, all of that kind of stuff. Today's episode is titled, Try Every Single Door, because that's something that he talks about that uh, is something that he believes in, of just trying every door uh, that comes to you. Try the opportunity, go for it. Not every door has to work out, not every door is going to open, but try every single door uh, that comes your way. So, um, I'm excited for you to hear some inspiration from him. before we jump into it. Gotta remind you uh, to check out the State Lines podcast network that we're a part of. A lot of great stuff going on there online. Other podcasts, other articles, things like that happening. Uh, go check that out. Uh, you can follow State Lines on social media as well at uh, State Lines at State Lines, and then also on Twitter at Tweet Lines. Uh, and then, uh, as always, go, uh, go get into your community, do something to give back, uh, get involved on some level with some projects that are helping your community. I would encourage you to be a part of uh, my organization, Current Initiatives, uh, with the things that we do, the Laundry Project, Hope for Homes Project, Affordable Christmas. We'd love for you to uh, uh, get involved with us. In fact, you can, uh, you can jump in in a couple couple ways. We've got some uh, benefit events coming up we'd love you to be a part of. Uh, we're doing a Affordable Christmas in July benefit party at Hidden Springs Ale Works in Tampa, Florida. If you live here on Wednesday, July 26th, uh, 7 p.m., you can go uh, check that out. Basically, it's a Christmas in July party, uh, but it will be benefiting our affordable Christmas events in December. And then also on uh, July 29th, on Saturday, there is a benefit art show uh, with our friends at Epic Bodywork and Massage here in the Tampa Bay area, you can uh, you can be a part of that as well. It benefits our laundry projects that we do all over the country. So uh, go to go to our social media. Go. Uh, at engage current go to our website engagecurrent.org you'll find information about uh, those things coming up you can find us on facebook you'll see all the event stuff on facebook there as well please get involved do something to give back to your community if you don't care about anything that we do find something that is that you're passionate about and get into it and get involved now all right let's jump into this episode with bump galetta uh the crazy brilliant crazy talented illustrator um, just well creative all the way around Uh, With episode 35, try every single door with Bump Galetta. Here we go. Well, let me. Uh, I guess we'll jump into it. Been right. talking for in your house. <laughs> I'm I'm with Bump Galetta, and technically your real name is Josh, Josh. Yeah, but everyone knows you as Bump.
0: Yeah.
1: Which the first time I met, well, I didn't even meet you, and I heard about you like, I don't know, probably almost 20 years ago now. Yeah. While I was in college, and I knew your wife Mary, and someone, which I think it was right when you guys first started dating, and like, yeah, have you met her her boyfriend Bump? I was like, who?
0: Yeah. It's so, it stuck, man. I've had it for over 25 years, and it was just a prank that didn't go the way I thought it would. And now Her parents, my parents, everybody – everybody except for my church because when I went to get my job there, I couldn't fly his bump. But now they're learning about it, and so a lot of people are starting to call me that. But, that's so yeah. funny, man. So, yeah, so we're,
1: sitting, we're in your house in Lakeland, Florida, yeah. and um, I would – I'm going to let you introduce yourself and what you do because okay. – you're a multifaceted
0: man these days. <laughs> yeah, I can't stay seated. Uh, well, my day job is I work for Oasis Community Church. I'm the youth pastor and also the community outreach coordinator, which means I teach our people how to go and volunteer and serve in different you know, avenues or different places all over Lakeland because I love to serve and love to help our community and love to see um, our people get connected as well. Mm-hmm. And then I also I have been getting lucky with my freelance illustration career so I do a lot of private commissions or portraits or branding and things like that for people and I just sell my own artwork at markets and at different stores and things like that which is learning all the business as a whole yeah (laughs) it's a whole new territory for us and um, and then my new thing is I've been fortunate enough with two friends started a a group called Lakeland Creative Makers and once a month we get together with all the creative people in Lakeland you know, painters, writers, authors, chefs, cooks, woodworkers, ironworkers, um, muralists, hairstylists, uh, whoever, whatever you're creating, even people who are just curious, and we just meet at a different location, and we try to encourage everybody who's there to support that location by buying a drink or food or wherever we are, and we always have uh, like two guest speakers, almost like a TED Talk, and they'll uh, share out their highs and lows or their life story or just something they're learning from. But the whole idea is like to motivate and challenge, network, encourage all our creative people in, in Lakeland. That's awesome. Man. And we also have like a, a few different social media assets that are connected with it. And the whole idea is just like, hey, you know, where do you get your resources and material? Or how do you, you know, trademark this or um, I need an assistant photographer. So so it's really cool, or like for instance, I had an incident I learned about co branding this past month with a, a company. So I was just sharing how that went, that process worked. And so just, we're creating all these different conversations. And every month we're finding more and more people who are in the same boat or same passion as us. So yeah. that's been, just been taken off. And we were fortunate enough this last month to have a city commissioner come and speak speak oh, at wow. our event. So we're just, it's really cool. And, um, but we try to keep it very diverse, just with different, you know, people speaking from, like we had a magazine editor and the city commissioner speak last time. This next one coming up, um, we're going to have a lady who she runs her own venue for events and parties and weddings. And also another lady named Tara. She and her friend Kat have their own um, business where they make macaroons. And they um, they are phenomenal. And everywhere they go, they sell out. And every market I've been with them, they sell out in the first two hours. And they sell hundreds, if not thousands. Wow. So, But their business has taken off just this past year. And it's just a phenomenal thing. So I wanted them to share just how they went from... Being in the kitchen to like, let's do a business. Yeah. So it's just a whole idea, though, it's just to help motivate and encourage anyone out there or just to, um, you know, also network. So. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Which is, uh, all of that is why I wanted to have you on the podcast because this podcast is about exactly that of like people that are doing the thing that they love and finding a way either to make it a career
0: yeah,
1: or as a side career, but they're, they're doing the thing that they love like they're right. they're found their outlet for their passion and the thing that I love just from afar observing you being like you you're a youth pastor or
0: yeah.
1: pastor of a church but I think at this point what most people know you for is the illustration right well, Galetta, the illustrator <laughs> right. the artist um, which I think is, so how did where did, how did you go from that was your that's your full-time day job to yeah. Now I'm doing all these illustrations and collaborations and all that.
0: All right, so I'm gonna get heavy. So I'll give you the okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what lay it on. Uh, I've always been a like always drawing ever since I was a little kid. I, I learned how to draw from my dad, but I never really put myself out there. It's like one of those secret artists. Mm-hmm. And then about five six years ago, I was in a really bad accident. I was uh, out riding my bicycle, mm-hmm. and uh, a lady tried to beat me to a turn. Even though I had to ride away and she struck and hit me with her car and then proceeded to run over me and then she didn't know where I was so she ended up backing over me so she broke like 25, 26 bones um, I almost died at the scene I had to be life flighted out um, was in a coma briefly and so it used to say for like 3, 4 years tons of surgeries rehab therapy and even counseling because I knew through my wife and friends telling me there were some things going wrong I wasn't the same person mm-hmm. I found I was struggling with PTSD oh, and wow. um it kind of made sense because I just I, the way I just I never slept anymore the way I just treat people I was kind of very just just plain and bland towards things my emotions were pretty much gone and I just you know, I finally had a. I didn't want to be I, I love my family more than anything so I let my pride go I'm like I'm, I'll go see a counselor like everybody's telling mm-hmm. me to do yeah And she just, you know, through the whole process, diagnosed me and told me what's going on, helped me find some techniques. But one thing she suggested is, what is something that you love to do? Like, what is your most favorite thing to do? And I'm like, you know, drawing. She's like, well, do it, but do it in a way where you're giving it away. Like, just getting it out of your system. You're just releasing it. Yeah. So my interpretation was like, I'm going to draw something and I'm just going to leave it wherever I'm at. Coffee shop, bookstore, state park, (laughs) trail, uh, uh, concert, wherever I am and slowly but surely people would find my artwork and I would leave like a little business card and they would contact me and offer to pay me to draw them something and like, what's happening here? <laughs> so after a few of those happened I made a website and an Instagram and it just started rolling and just started getting bigger and bigger opportunities and I still today, every time I get an email from somebody, me and Mary have like this, like what's happening That you know, so it's just having to learn how to do that properly and um, I've gotten to meet a few of my heroes through it like authors and artists and able to seek their advice and when you know you have a dream of like a certain commission or somebody you want to work for but you get something even bigger than that yeah I'm just like am I am I supposed to have this so I've been like fortunate enough to have people help me just to, to have a level head and just how to handle it handle it right but that's kind of like how that transition happened and so I still like work at my church I still love helping out there and um you know I, I definitely get a lot of opportunities with that and serving, <laughs> but <laughs> But just the, the illustration side of it is definitely, it's on a whole nother path and we're just, uh, we're thankful for because Mary, she hadn't worked for a while, so it was kind of like helping supplement the other income. Yeah. But she just got a real estate license and- Oh, nice. You know, she's selling houses. So, but it's just been, it's just been fun. And so now like me and my kids draw together and I've been fortunate to do some art classes in the community and so just- it's incredible. It's been cool to see all these doors and opportunities open. Wow. I I remember when I remember when that accident
1: happened, and I like you went to like some crazy specialist in Portland or someplace yeah, in like Seattle. that. Seattle, because okay. my
0: yeah, my shoulder and mm-hmm. collarbone were so badly destroyed. Nobody wanted to do surgery on me, and so my one collarbone was broken in two places and dislocated at both ends. So it's just I had like this little deformation type thing going on. So it's yeah. sticking out a little bit. But on top of all that my main artery was stuck in between the bone oh, so every wow. surgeon was afraid that if they touched it i would bleed to death because that's what yeah. happened with that artery so through my mom and some friends i found this guy in seattle and he's like the like the the greatest surgeon ever for doing clavicle surgeries and so he did it he said my injury is like in the lowest of percentiles like pretty much no one gets this type of injury or the surgery and he had to invent special stuff to like, he made like a special like turtleneck collar to put over the artery. So he wouldn't cut it. And Whoa. so that's a whole no long story, but he was able to fix everything that nobody else can do. And I mean, for, I couldn't move my arm pretty much, you know? Yeah. Like I remember you could... So now I have more mobility and a little bit more strength. I'm still like, uh, I'll never be hundred percent again after the accident, but he definitely gave me a little bit more life. And, <laughs> but it was just, it was just that whole thing was just a miracle in itself, how it happened and finding him. And, he, I guess he wrote a book about it. Really? <laughs> so, my name's not in it, so there's no royalties for that. Oh, but man. He, he did talk about the surgery, which is pretty awesome. So
1: That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, What does that feel like? Like, yeah, one, I'm a walking miracle. Yeah. Two, I just advanced this guy's career. Yeah.
0: He, I mean, he just, I, I was just so thankful to have it happen because we had been rejected by so many surgeons Ooh. and doctors. and. It just, I felt like I'm not going to be permanently stuck this way. And um, and on top of all the other, you know, PTSD was going strong before I went into the counseling. And so just like, we just were like in a whole new lifestyle. Mary had to take on a a bigger role as, you know, my wife because I can't pick up anything. I can't lift stuff. You know, I'm still limited in what I can lift today, but it was just kind of tough. And on on top of all this, I forgot to say this. When I had my accident, Mary was, like, eight and a half months pregnant with our second child.
1: <laughs> oh, so imagine,
0: man. like, when I got out of the hospital, I couldn't move, but she couldn't. <laughs> so her mom moved in for a little bit to help take care of both of us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. My best friend that I grew up with, uh, not to get too far off track, but yeah. he got in a bad car accident around the same time that his wife was pregnant. Oh, yeah. And he's – so the, the funny story is that they – when she went to the hospital because she was going to labor, yeah, he was his leg was in a stay, he couldn't walk. Oh, no. <laughs> so she's pushing him in the wheelchair, she's into like, the help me she's like, "Yeah, I, I'm here to give birth, but he can't walk." So. Oh man!
0: But I mean, thankfully, I have a, an amazing and strong wife, and mm-hmm. we're very open and honest about everything. So I mean, we got through that. So we always have that little thing whenever something goes wrong with our house or car. We're like, you know, it can't be any worse than what we've already been through. So. So when we have a, you know, a car breaks down or a leak or whatever, we kind of thankfully handle a lot, a lot differently than we
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. used
0: to because it just, I mean, that, that changed our whole life and who we are and it you know, definitely brought us closer. And so.
1: how, how did, uh, what do you see like for yourself the biggest differences before before and after that?
0: Um, I feel like I definitely do stray off in my thoughts. I, I definitely get distracted a lot easier. But um, I feel I am emotionally detached and that's like definitely affected our marriage and me as a person because um, just, you know, if something happens, I don't have an instant reaction. I sometimes have to get kind of, like, you yes. know, what are you going to do? What are you going to say, and even with my kid, it just, it just something, you know, disconnected or happened. Cause I mean, you know, I had to go to a bunch of like MRIs and head scans and I'm not trying to blame all that on it, but it just came out as different. And I still feel like I'm very sarcastic and funny, have those elements too, but it's still just a little off. So, but I'm also just, I'm very thankful for every moment I get. I try to like enjoy every moment I have and Mm -hmm. make the best at it. And, um, I mean, I definitely got a second and third chance because also when I was in the hospital, a new nurse came in the ICU when I was in there and she was giving me some morphine and. She didn't know what she was doing, and she gave me too much too fast. Oh, no. And right from my wife, I'm going into a cardiac arrest. and oh, they're trying God. to. So it's just like, what's happening? But wow. But thankfully, I mean, just the Lord and everything, just we got through all that. And so. Wow. Here we are today. So I kind of like, that kind of plays into my artwork in a sense, too, where just I'm thinking of having this opportunity to do this. And I, I feel like it adds a story to it, which um, it's kind of fun to get to tell people about it. Because, you know. Everybody's got something to complain about and share, Mm -hmm. and so sometimes you can relate, sometimes you can't. But it just—I feel—helps me have a better dialogue with some people too.
1: Yeah. How it seems—it seems like with your art, it makes sense now you say that because it seems like with your art, pretty much everything that you do, there's a story related to it on some level, like either some emotional attachment or like it's like Florida is made up of all of pieces and stories of Florida that kind of stuff. Is that intentional or is it just kind of how...
0: It is sometimes because I want, like, in my head I'm having what's going on and I like to not tell people right away what it's about. I like to hear what they think. Because I do, like, when I do commissions, that's for somebody else. That's like, you know, the pay for hire work. You right. Know, you got to do that and and I try to make that as best as possible. But for my own personal stuff, it's, you know, sometimes it's just trolling through Instagram or it'll be, uh, I like to go walking through the woods. We have a preserve down the road called Circle B and, I mean... You see alligators right next to you and everything. Mm-hmm. But I have a very insane imagination, I think. And so sometimes I'm like, let me put this on paper as best I can. And then I'll bring the kids in or ask my wife or others. And I'm like, what do you think? And then they'll say what they think's going on. It's fun. And I always try to hide little things in my artwork, too, sometimes. So yeah. you can just pay attention. You can see a few little you know, little nuggets or Easter eggs. But yeah, so it's, a lot of them do. There's some that just it's a fun thing to draw. Yeah, but there's a lot of pieces too. Just kind of have like maybe it's about somebody in my life, or I know, just a, a thought, a daydream.
1: Yeah. How did you come up with the idea of uh, of just <clears throat> uh, I'm just going to leave the this piece of art oh,
0: in some random place? It's like it's two people. The the first one is uh, Tony Hawk. So when Instagram first started, I noticed that um, from an article <laughs> Tony Hawk wrote, he was like in some award show. He's a presenter. And they give you this huge gift bag of $100,000 worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't need any of this. Mm-hmm. I have the money. I can buy all of it. Like, no, no, you got to take it. He's like, I don't need it. And so what he decided to do is he would just start leaving that in different places. And he would quit to a picture like first person here gets all this stuff. And the response was huge. So then he started doing it with skateboards and hats. And so he always posts for what city or country he's in and does that. And I thought, oh, that's a really – I can't do it on that value of a scale. But it's just a fun thing that he just – and he would stay in wait. I always just drop and run. yeah. But then also, I just love also the whole concept and the mystery behind Banksy, how he leaves his artwork. There's all this mystery and urban legends of who he might be, but no one really knows Mm -hmm. exactly who he is. But just his pieces are the most intricate places. They definitely have a story of some meaning of political or just a a sense for the community there. So I'm like, this is my little baby version of just leaving a piece there. But it's, um, it's starting to take off now because people – I let one person take one with them on a trip. I saw that, yeah. And uh, the guy went to Germany and Bangkok. And then next you know, can I take one? Can I take one? So now I carry packages with me, and I'm, I'm mailing a bunch out now. But like our pastor's wife is in uh, like the northern Europe area, like Norway and stuff, so she hid some there. Yeah. I have another friend. She's in London right now hiding some. And I have some go to New York City next week, and I have some going to Honduras next week. It's just That's in amazing. August, so it's just it's fun that people want to be a part of it as well. We had some go to Las Vegas last week, so again, it's just fun. Like people get to, you know, for me, just my art's going somewhere, but it's just people want to be a part of this like experience. And yeah, it's just you're leaving something fun and free, and it has like a little you know free art sign and a little card in there. But yeah, uh, so now just like it's a whole nother chapter <laughs> making these packages for That's people. Incredible, man. So
1: actually, so now that you say that. As we're recording this, this is gonna yeah. come out um, re- as it is right now. It's the 29th. This okay. is gonna come out next Wednesday. Awesome. So a week from yesterday. Um, so what I feel like we should do is, I feel like we need to hide a piece somewhere okay. in Tampa.
0: I'll be in Tampa, yeah, this soon, so I can put some out there. So, okay. So to, <clears throat> wait, I'll be out there. Yeah. So there'll be some stuff cool. out there, there this week. I can put some out. Right on. I but, dig um, it. But, yeah, it's, just been, it's been fun just that, uh, how people you know, appreciate what you do and show some love and support and how you can do the same for others. And so, like, my next like thing with the group is I just want to help others because I feel like I've been getting some blessings and encouragements, and it's really helped me, and I need it. Uh, you know, all of us need some sort of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I need, I want to do the same for others. I feel others are in the spot that I was in. So everybody's trying to get to that next level. Nobody's ever at the top. And so right. whatever we can do to help... and do things like that so
1: that's awesome um <clears throat> how did uh i know you said that drawing became an outlet for you is there any, anything specific for you that it's done for you therapeutically or um, emotionally or anything like that that
0: yeah can help? like i'm not a visibly angry person but i can <clears throat> let stuff build up and inside and so just just releasing on paper, you know, even after a walk sometimes helps, but, um, cause even like I always, I always thought it'd be fun to write stories. I thought I'd, I would have a, but I'm, I'm horrible at putting sentences and structures together and like I, everything I post just about, I have to have Mary proofread for me cause it's just like, I'll have a thousand commas in one sentence if it's up to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but for drawing it's cool cause I want to like visualize what I feel like is in my head and my heart so others can see it. Or there's, I mean, there's a, a million things people haven't seen. Like I don't post, I mean, for every picture that I post, there's probably like another 20 or 30 buried in a drawer or crumbled up in a trash can. Yeah. But um, like and I have a bunch of sketchbooks. I, I, go, I tell everybody, I draw something every day. Just get out of your system. Even if you never show it, it's just you need that practice, that rhythm. And a lot of that's my frustrations with my job or the kids or family or just because I got myself in trouble. <laughs> like, right. You need know, that feeling like, oh, why did I do that? So just... Sometimes just putting it on paper just kind of helps, gets it out instead of saying something stupid or having a bad reaction to it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Now, I'm not like saying, hang on one moment, let me go draw. But, right, you know, right, yeah.
1: So. Now, that totally makes sense. I think, man, that's such a brilliant idea and thought of, you're not necessarily to be drawing for everybody, but yeah. the recognition for you that. I that is a that is a way for me to almost brain dump whatever that frustration yeah, is definitely. before I do something stupid <laughs> over here.
0: Because yeah, some authors will write stuff <laughs> out, some athletes will go play or run or something like that, and me is just <clears throat> putting some ink on paper. And, yeah. And so when I even do the classes I teach, I tell kids that too. Maybe you're just having a hard time explaining something to somebody. Just just walk away for a second. Just you know go draw a writer, in color or something, and then come back and try it again. Give yourself just a second chance with it. Because you do know, always take a deep breath, but maybe your deep mm-hmm. breath needs a little <laughs> exercise Right, bit. yeah. So. Yeah, no, that totally
1: makes sense. I think, God, that's, a, that's so brilliant. Because it's such an antithesis, too, of our culture of that phone is right there, social, social media is right there. Yeah. Something, something frustrated me, and I'm just going to, you know, Surge dump you know. it right here on. Oh,
0: yeah. Be too honest, too quick. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like. Either somebody's posting a selfie every day or writing every single thought. And I'm like, we don't need to know everything. I think it's cool we can lay write in our life. But, like, we need to have some mystery to ourselves. We need to have some coyness to ourselves, And so that's why like, I think for me and for my artwork that every once in a while, if you see something I post, there might be a little bit more to it. And um, so, like, when I work with my youth group, I'm like, look, you don't have to... <laughs> post every single frustration with your parent or your classmate or your friend or boyfriend or girlfriend, we get it. You can just do an angry emoji if you want or something, but <laughs> right, right. just pull the brakes a second and find another way to put it out there or get it out of your
1: system before
0: you <laughs> share it with the world.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yes. I, there, I, I had this habit of, uh, like with social media especially, I have this habit of, if there's something like sarcastic or snide okay. or frustrating that i want to write i'll yeah. write it but i won't post it yeah <clears throat> i'll just save it as a draft
0: yeah
1: and then I just leave it and then if i think about it in you know day or whatever yeah. later and relook at it and i still feel good about putting it out there then i'll do it oh, man. otherwise i'll go yeah
0: i just needed to get it out i didn't need to necessarily yeah. say it to someone i just needed to get it out i have this buddy named Seth and he lives up north right now and um, we always joke about it. Like we'll always—it's probably like every couple months—we'll write a, a note, a direct message to each other saying, "I deleted about fifty tweets today," like because <laughs> we get so angry. Like we start typing these tweets, and we're about to send—we just delete it. We're about to respond to somebody, and we delete it. So that's kind of like a little inside joke. It's like I deleted another tweet. Yeah. So it's just uh, our okay. fun little thing because we had like a little bicycle connection too, and um, stuff like that. But it's just fun to like, yeah. <laughs> just hang on one second before you put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: man, I wish. I wish that were a practice for more people.
0: <laughs> so we can be the example or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's brilliant. Like what you're saying about that drawing and art for you has become that outlet, but it's become even bigger than that. Like it started as this yeah. therapeutic type thing, but it's become, um, you know, take, take away just the monetary part of it, but it's become a major value to your, right. to your life yeah from that which is man that's incredible so when you started drawing uh you said you used to draw
0: as a kid yeah. did you ever take classes anything like that or you just i just had like the normal arts classes in high school and so this is another lesson i teach kids because um when i was drawing i was drawing when i wanted to draw and i was doing it my way because mm-hmm. i was like i'm very punk rock i'm very i don't like authority at all just i have that spirit in me you could ask my parents or anybody i work mm-hmm. for and so when my art teachers would tell me to do a certain thing or a certain technique, I'm like, I don't need that. I can do it this way. And sure enough, my artwork looks really crappy. I, I have everything I've ever drawn in a Tupperware out back. <laughs> and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, man, why did I not listen? So I've had to go and self-teach myself certain techniques and relearn how to do like just the human anatomy and things like that Like years ago. But I just I realized like if I would have paid attention, I wouldn't have some of these hurdles or laughs or giggles from people. And, um, so when I talk to kids today, I'm like, you don't have to take everything I'm saying and do everything I'm showing you, but I just said it helps to know certain techniques. And so instead of showing them like all the ABCD rules of drawing, I just said, these are some shapes I love. And I said, if you can master these shapes, you can use them in different elements of drawing like a human body or a skeleton or scenery. And so I came up with like my own little pattern where you can break and make your own rules, but it helps also know a few little techniques. So it's like Mr. Anti-Authority rules had a... succumb a little bit to to learn how to do his you know his his talent or whatever i like to do yeah (laughs) so it's fun showing the kids why i make them practice drawing triangles and circles and squares with me a bunch and then like watch when we try to draw a face or head we're using these shapes or if we're doing buildings we're doing that so yeah but (laughs) man that's fascinating but i just yeah i just i didn't want to hear from my teacher and sure enough like here's the way i learned this lesson was our school had a uh, high school had a big art competition and I did a picture. She told me to do it a certain way. I did and I did it my own way. And I was trying different techniques, but I was doing it in the way I thought I should do it. So she didn't know I was behind her, but she was going through, like, a little tour of the competition, like the gallery of us pieces were. And they stopped by mine. And one of the kids like, why did his not win, I'm talking about my piece? And she's like, well, if you look at this, this, and this, you see that he didn't operate and use these different techniques. And so this is out of proportion, or this is, just doesn't look right. And the kid's like, oh. And I'm like, oh. You know, everybody's seeing what she's saying, and yeah. I'm even seeing it right there. I just, being a bonehead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that was my reality check that day. That's interesting. But she was mean, too, on the top of that, but I just, I learned a valuable lesson, so I'm trying to, like, take it in with a grain of salt, react slower. <laughs> right. Uh, I feel like,
1: I don't know, I feel like that's almost a common a common thing. I used to teach music, because I grew up playing saxophone. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I used to teach for a while. And my, my philosophy, I got to a point where my philosophy was, because um, I was I started out self-taught. Yeah. And then eventually got a teacher. But I got to a point of going, I think everyone should self-teach them. Like, here's the basics. Here's yeah. where your fingers go, all that kind of right. stuff. But learn to play what you feel first. Yeah. Because if someone teaches you, like techniques like that with art to yeah. me. And I like I can't draw worth anything. So what do I know? But my... <laughs> My theory is that if you learn those techniques, that's exactly how you'll draw. Right. And that may not necessarily be what you feel as you're drawing, yeah. but that's the technique you know. Yeah. So in performance, like with music, I learned to do it this way. So this is how I how I play. Rather than I just I learned to play what I feel, and now I've
0: learned those techniques to make <laughs> that better. Right. I mean, the same thing. Like I find new <clears throat> pens I want to use, and. I'll play with them forever, just make a mess, and then I'll go look up on YouTube or look at the books, guys, and figure out how to properly use them after like mm-hmm. realize hey, I don't know how to use There's so many different tools out there. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, with music, too, because you're trying to create a noise everybody's going to enjoy and a, right. a tune and it's, its own storytelling as well. So <laughs> Yeah. But there's so many, what like a lot of bands who didn't even learn how to play chords or things like that, and they still mastered and made it their own.
1: Yeah. One of the best songwriters I knew in high school, um, guy was an incredible lyricist. Yeah. Didn't know how to play a bit of an instrument. Wow. Like, <laughs> couldn't play anything. But you give him a, here's a tune. Yeah. I need lyrics for this. That's crazy. Five minutes later, he's written a whole song yeah. for you.
0: I'm always baffled by people who, who, like, can learn by ear, too. Like, they can hear it, and then... Yeah. So. That's,
1: how, that's how I was saxophone-wise. You could, like, I could... Just play it for me, and I'll, I can figure it out. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but the same way that you're fascinated by that, I'm fascinated with the idea that, like when people draw, mm-hmm. yeah, like watching watching a, watching a tutorial stuff like that. It's always shapes. Like so, start oh, yeah. out with the shape, and then <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like it yeah. baffles my mind that you got all of this from right. starting out with this little shape yeah. and all these. <laughs> my brain doesn't. It won't do it so, for some reason.
0: Some as <clears throat> with music, then. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, I've been in a few like really bad bands. I mean, there's our last one was kind of fun, but I just played the bass guitar. And then, of course, uh-huh. when you work at a church, you have to know the guitar in the same three chords, right? Or like <laughs> <But laughs> I gave that all on to everybody else. I'm like, I'm not doing. I don't. I can't keep rhythm or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. <laughs> that's, that's
1: funny. <laughs> um, what are what are like? Um, you know, talk, I know you talked a little bit about your this, your story and go and take a walk, stuff like that. You, are there anything that are certain specific inspirations
0: for you in your art? I mean, obviously my family. I love, uh, like, my youngest, Finn, is six and Emerson's eight. Finn loves Legos. He loves to build and create. And mm. so he just loves watching anything that has to do with construction or engineering. And now he's into um, watching all these Lego things that people do. Like, he's, there's a whole series of Lego Videos about making vending machines. So all she's about is he wants to make vending machines, and it only takes a proper coin. And so just what? hearing his little mind process this and think this, or then he'll come out and build like different things. Like he built a submarine the other day, and it looked like something right off like a Wes Anderson movie because it's like the perfect like two dimensional view yeah. and like all the sets. Oh wow! So that sometimes like oh man, if I can you know do it. And then my daughter, she's she's very. Uh, an emotional, so she likes just the time and moments with you and the feelings and just like her love language, just to hang out and go do stuff. So trying to capture those moments and make her smile because you know for Finn it's just like building and doing something and just listening to a story. Of her it's like going out and you know. So those are always an inspiration. Just because also love to hear what they think they see because that kind of helps me have an idea. We've even done a game a few times where I have them scribble and I'm trying to turn it into a drawing. Oh, nice. I've seen like other artists do it, so just fun playing off that, but. That's really cool. In my studio, I have a, a little thing on the wall where I have pictures from a lot of my favorite artists, and um, and so sometimes it's like I don't necessarily get a writer's block, but I'm just like trying to figure out how to finish off a piece or just add more to it or just give it a different look, I'll sit back and stare at you know what they're doing, and and then I just you know listen to like a lot of audiobooks and music is also sometimes kind of helps create the mood or energy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this past month, I listened to the biography for George Lucas, which is, learned a lot of stuff I didn't think I would hear, and so I feel like I was more technical with a lot of my stuff just as I'm listening to it and doing that. But then, a lot of times I'll listen to a lot of instrumental music, too, like Sigur and Caspian and stuff like that. The background kind of helps, you know, just also set another mood, because, you know, you're gonna do, like, I have a a memorial picture I gotta do soon, so Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be playing happy music for that one Yeah. But if somebody wants me to draw their family, I want to play some fun stuff, some peppy stuff. and Interesting. And sometimes I'll even like – I'll watch like an Office episode or something just to kind of – sometimes I'm already in the mood and I'm ready to go and start drawing. But sometimes I yeah. need to just like – I'll do like a warm-up sketch or something too just before I do the actual piece. Wow, oh, that's – I, I never thought about that. That's such a – so for you, something like
1: the type of music, um, the emotion that's coming through that music yeah.
0: will – uh, influence what oh, yeah, you're drawing. on Daydream. It, it kind of like helps get the Daydream a little soundtrack, and then I just start going at it and working on it. But a lot of my pieces, you know, because nobody wants to sit and watch me draw for four or five hours straight. Because that's usually the other piece. Because a lot of it's just pencil, and I'm just filling the paper up, and then I go through and erase it after I ink it. So it's almost like I tell people, it's like when you're working with clay. It's just a lot of moving and shaping and smashing and rolling and adding more to it. That's kind of like how my pencil is. Before I do the the ink and painting over it, just I'm just trying to capture what I want. And sometimes, like if I want smoother stuff, I just need to set the mood for that. But, Interesting. But the other thing too is like um, since my accents, my PTSD and all that, I can't sleep because if I if right when I lay down, um, I'm either just I can't shut down or I have like flashbacks from the accident. So I have to always take like melatonin or something just to shut me down. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I I don't want to draw during my work because I you know it's being cheating on them and I don't want to draw during my family time and this is stuff I learned from one of John A. Cook's, like books called Quitter so I um, I wait till everybody goes to bed so usually about from 10, 30 or 11 I'll start drawing in the studio Okay. and I'll draw from like to 3 or 4 sometimes in the morning or 2 usually and that's when I do all my time so I won't have distractions from them and I won't be distractions distraction as well mm-hmm. and so it's already dark out and you know, it's like kind of creaky so I'll just put the headphones on or put something in on the iPad or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's awesome. Go to work. So.
1: Um, that kind of flies in the face of kind of the, I feel like how our culture kind of pushes towards here's your work hours. And that's yeah. when you, that's when you do yourself. Yeah.
0: And I mean, this is my dream. I love doing this. I love just what's happening with it. And I don't want to, um, give up on it. And you, a lot of people you talk to too, is like, they're frustrated because they got their family, got their work, plus they got another schedule. So how do you, How do you Mm pursue your dream? And so a lot of these authors have figured it out. And I just like you got to make the time, and you got to be strict about it. So I just like I'm going to draw at late at night when everybody's asleep. And it doesn't hurt me to get less sleep. But some people you just get up earlier or use your lunch break, something like Mm -hmm. that. You just got to make yourself this routine. And um, I know you can't do it every day, but it's just something that I've been trying to be really consistent at. So I always imagine myself going in like like an old school clocking in like Fred Flintstone. Uh, you know? uh-huh. <laughs> so that's how I look at it going back there. So I have like I Mary mean, gave me this little sign we call it like hustle a clock. Nice. <laughs> and so like clocking in and trying to get the pieces done. So, um, Yeah, I, I love that because
1: I feel like there's always – no matter what it is, like even as a single person with no family and none of that responsibility, there's always an excuse of why yeah. – that they keep you from doing but also the idea that that understanding that i'm not gonna i don't necessarily have to complete this whole thing right now right let me get what i can get done yeah. right now
0: well i think our today's culture especially with the millennials and all that stuff or whoever i just think i just think this day and age whoever's going is in it i feel like everything's rushed instant and immediate and so when i talk to people for pieces i'm doing i'm like you know it'll get done, but like it's not going to be done tomorrow. It's going to be, you know, I've already got other people planned, and I don't want to rush it. I want yours to get the full attention from me. Mm-hmm. And so, like even with drawing my daughter, like when we do our daily sketch, she like finishes it in like five seconds. I have barely like sketched a couple lines of what I'm doing because we like yesterday we did like redwood trees. Mm. Today it was like a field of sunflowers, and I'm like slow down. <laughs> like she's just rushing through it. I'm like there's n- no one's timing us. It's not a race. We're just we're just in the moment doing it, and I feel like. Mm. Today's life, it's like it's just like, well, I just just get it done as fast as you can, get it out there as quick as you can, and because we're afraid somebody's going to miss it or we miss an opportunity, and so that's just another thing. It's just like, you know, just sit on it, save it, don't don't rush it, don't because yeah. like, you're gonna, you don't you don't want to get some crappy, <laughs> right? Yeah, because we don't want to use crappy phones or computers. Or yeah, like that. exactly. We want like a nice. <laughs>
1: right. If you gave it to them crappy and you did it that fast, yeah. they wouldn't like it. Because I'm like, like,
0: wow, theirs looks better than mine.
1: <laughs> so. so how do you, how do you with your, with your kids, I guess, like try to teach them to understand that
0: principle? Well, they're both different. Like, and I'm different than my brother and sister. So I just, I, uh, and this is something me and my wife always talk mm-hmm. about. It's just, I got to talk to Finn different than Emerson. And so, and just you know, sometimes you gotta ease into. You can't just jump into it. Mm-hmm. Like Finn loves to talk; he can just talk for an hour about some Lego thing he built or a show he saw. And Emerson just wants to talk about. They all they both want to start businesses too because they always come. Oh, to, wow. They come with me to like the indie flea market, the okay. sell stuff. Yeah. And so they'll sell their own paintings and drawings as well. Because mm-hmm. we're like, you gotta earn money. We're not gonna give it to you. So we've been teaching like how I do it. Like I make my artwork, and then I'll go and sell it, and then. Portions of the money goes in the bank, portion of money goes for us to survive, and other portions for fun. So we taught them to like, you know, give, save and spend. And so whatever money they make, they gotta mark down what they sold and they put it in a little money box, and then we get home, we break it up, and we make them put it in different envelopes, and if they have enough, we'll go to Target, let them or on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like for the the financial business okay. aspect, but for the other stuff, like Finn, he wants to build, so just helping him build and be creative. And what's cool is like he even if he gets a Lego thing from the box I'd say keep it for one day as it is because he just he's ready to dismantle and make something else He already ready to move on past what it is and then um, Emerson though she likes to keep it it's super precious to her she loves it she's gonna get all her attention until she sees the next thing and yeah <laughs> push it aside so so we're just teaching them to appreciate what they have and to take care of it and then ah, that's so it's just a- like with whatever art or creation we're doing in the house it's just like we got a bunch of popsicle sticks and glue gun the other day and just Took her time making stuff, trying to like slow them down, and mm-hmm. so one built a like a little picnic mm-hmm. table, the other built like a box. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> but just like we don't have to go. There's no competition. We're not missing anything. We're just going to sit here and for a couple hours and build. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's incredible. I um, that's such a brilliant thing to. All right, you got this new thing. Keep it as it is for a day before you start building it. Mm-hmm. We're such a fast culture.
0: Everything's just like bam, bam, bam. You yeah. know, like the TV shows are like, so much is happening so quickly, and I mean, I get caught up in it too, but at the same time, I'm like, man, it's just, I hate saying, like, look how fast you're going, how much is going on. I want to really enjoy it as best I can, and, but I'm also guilty of getting caught up in it too, and sure. missing out, and, because I'm not perfect. <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of those stories too, but, so I'm just trying to, like, learn it myself as I'm trying to teach the kids. Yeah. So.
1: That's so great. I love that. I love that idea of helping them slow down. And
0: <laughs> I'm not saying it's a perfect working situation. Yeah, no, but it's well, of course. We, it never, yeah, no, it never <laughs> is.
1: But just that, even that recognition of like, I'm going to try to instill this yeah. young. Right. <clears throat> what do you think um, as a parent in being an artistic and your kids being somewhat artistic yeah. in that way? Um, it sounds like you're not you're not a big here's your. Here's an iPad, here's a phone, here's the TV to yeah. sit in front of, and that kind of
0: stuff. Well, when we're in the <laughs> yeah. car, sometimes we are. Because, <laughs> you know, like, because, uh, yeah, it's, we don't want to be that parent. We definitely won't do that at a, at a restaurant or anything like that. But um, and we want them to, like, get engaged much. We try, if they want their device, we make them earn it. Or what's cool some devices are built in where they have to do a certain amount of reading or educational stuff, too. Mm. So, mm-hmm. but like our kids love the library. That's like our favorite thing. So like today they came back with all these books. And the funny thing is like Finn gets all these DVDs of cartoons I grew up watching. So I'm like, oh, wow. he can get any new show he wants, but he comes back with like the stuff from the 80s that I watched. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm loving it. And then Emerson's just getting into these like, you know, just to her own thing. And it's just, you know, so it's fun that they're really into books and reading and on that. So we make like shows and movies like a special privilege. I mean, there are times, too, like, we're like, all right, we need a moment to talk. Go watch, go watch something on Netflix real quick. Yeah. But we also, mm-hmm. like, it's, we, you can ask, we don't want it always to be on. And because, we, you know, you see people at the restaurant, they come in with their whole family and three kids have headphones on. I'm like, Right. No, we're going to engage. We're going to talk about a day. We're going to have these moments. But if we're on like, a long car ride, they're good. Getting... <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but we just, uh, you yeah, know, we make it, like, a definitely a privilege. And they know. So it's just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But see, as a youth pastor, too, I hear all these horror stories that scare me, too, of how the kids somehow have like these secret accounts and this and that, and they're talking and doing or posting whatever. And I'm like, oh, ah, but of course, they're eight and seven. They're not there right. yet. But right. I'm just in my mind, like, plotting ahead. How can I be ready or defeat this or practice it? And sometimes you can't. You just got to be ready for the follow ups. So. Yeah. But until then, we're just uh, <laughs> learning as uh, parents. So.
1: Dude, that's a great point, too, that. I know you just kind of skipped over it, but that's such a great point. Of you can't always be prepared to yeah. prevent it. Right. You got to be prepared for the follow up. Yeah.
0: Because we've had some, I mean, some rough stuff happen in our youth group with different students, and things that I've never had to deal with in my career before. And it, you know, it happened, So it's like, all right, let's get it happened. Let's how are we going to deal with it? How are we going to be there to support and love and prayer and you know, spiritual and whatever we can do. Like just with somebody, you know, dying, getting pregnant, you're dealing with, de- uh, you know, sex or drugs, mm-hmm. and um, people you would never expect, and it's you know, it's just changed their lives. But you learn to sometimes you're not going to have the right words or right way to handle the situation, but just being there and being supportive. Some of the best. I mean, that's kind of more of a broader sense of what we were just talking about, but yeah. But it kind of you kind of bring that all back to the house and sit down and think about me. What would ha- how would I handle that with my own family? How would I respond to those who want to come to me about it? So. Yeah, uh, that's such a. You know what that
1: uh, um, that really relates a lot to to your accident. I feel like that. I mean, no one's prepared for mm-hmm. what you went through, but yeah. figuring out how to prepare for the follow up to that. Yeah.
0: And thankfully, I mean, we had some good friends and family there for us, but too, it's just like, you never know. So every once in a while, I do get a call from a friend or a family member. Hey, somebody in this area just went through an accident like yours. You want me, Can I give me your name? Like, yeah, sure. So mm-hmm. it's like even the other, I think it's like a month or two ago, I went up to the local hospital. A girl was just here visiting and got in a really bad accident. A lot of the same injuries. And went up there. Her parents were not very spiritual at all. I kind of caught them off guard, but I was just like, if you just ever want to talk to somebody. Try to make it short and sweet, but just like mm-hmm. introduce myself. And um and I just excuse myself, but like the next day, like one of them called me back and just you know you know thank you so much and we definitely will hang on to your number and all that stuff. But it's just you never know. Yeah. And just if I can help somebody with some words or just you know sitting there listening, like I get it, I was there. I, you know. That's incredible. So
1: have you done any um, anything like art therapy with with people, or is it something you ever thought about doing? No.
0: I've- not really the thing too is like um like we do love helping the community and it's like i want to give back and i sometimes like i don't want it just to be like money to give back because i know people donate portions of what they make as a charity i'd rather be like a physical like my presence there right and so like i'll come and do some of these art classes in the community there's a couple of ministries here that have let me come in and teach some and i've also got to do like a mural here in one of the ministries downtown and um I felt like, to me, that's like, I'm given like, what I love to do, and I get to put it here permanently, and hopefully for the the people it helps me, give some confidence, or a story, or something, just the, the fact I can give that to them, versus just like, here's some cash, you know, do whatever you want, it's just fun to come in there, be a part of them, yeah. get to know them, talk with them, and let it be actually myself and my time that I'm giving up, because we also do it as our church, but I like to have my own like personal aspects yeah. of giving in there, so that's kind of like that part, I haven't really thought about I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a good idea. I mean, I know like, you know, just with vets and stuff like that, they have all different types of therapies for them. Yeah. And, um, I met, um, some guys last year in Memphis who work for St. Jude and just some of the things they do for those kids and their facilities are just phenomenal. Yeah. So,
1: it's amazing to me what can be, what can be a, a, (laughs) a therapeutic outlet. Like Mm -hmm. for you, it turned out being, being drawing or returning to drawing, I guess from, um, it's a yeah. It's an interesting thing just to find. I would almost. I mean, I guess you could almost say that like drawing somewhat saved your, saved you in a lot of ways.
0: I think so. I yeah. think it definitely helped my mind just to kind of grasp because I would just sit there sometimes. <laughs> I wouldn't um, react instantly to things my wife was saying or people were saying to me or just in a, in a fog. I would just. I, I mean, everybody could tell you it was there around that time that. There was definitely like you could noticeable difference, and I don't, I, didn't, I didn't know what it was. I just like was just and plus I mean every night I'm waking up like from that just reliving it sometimes. Thankfully I don't remember most of the accident because like when I hit my head just I mean it was just bonkers on itself. But still it just it changed. So it's fun to like know that it's thankfully it wasn't too late and. Um, through some honest friends and just my and my wife's relationship. Like, we can see it and I can, like, understand, like, yeah, there's something, like, you know, taking it in. Like, yeah, that's me. I got to go fix this and get... Because, you know, some guys, like, they don't want to do marriage counseling because they think they're too good for it. They can handle it or I don't need a counselor or a psychologist. But you know, I do. Sometimes talking to a complete stranger just is some of the best therapy you can ever get. Yeah. And um, for me, it was. It just, like just kind of made everything – brought light to a lot of situations and maybe be more honest to people. I had to apologize a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what? Well, how did you react
1: when they first started telling you, hey, you should probably talk to somebody?
0: I just – at first, I'm like, what? It's like I didn't understand. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then when I was like, it's not just my wife saying it. It's my friends or close friends are saying it too. I'm like, all right, there's obviously something going on because I don't want to be a jerk ever to anybody. I, I definitely want to yeah. take in everything everybody says. I try to hear everything I says and you know apply to my life or you know and so I'm like all right if it's come from more than one people I definitely need to do this and um, I'm just so glad I went there because even when I was sawing the person I'm like I, they're saying these things I don't know she said well tell me about your life what's going on and as I started talking about how like I dealt with sleeping or even like when I would drive past a certain white car because the white cars would hit me mm. I would slow down or pull over I would have a panic attack if I ever saw a cyclist on the road I would switch lanes or go a different direction just it was just an, an instinct i still like today won't drive by at the scene where the accident happened wow. it's just like a muscle yeah. reflex yeah and i just tell her like yeah, i don't sleep and i just tell her all the things i have and she's like yeah you have ptsd and to me i'm like i thought that's a, a military it's like no anybody who almost dies or comes close to death you know usually you have this and so it's like wow. all right well what do i do and so after like about six or eight months of counseling you know we got on a plane on a track and had some exercises, and then the whole art thing was part of it. So,
1: when she when she opened, when you had that realization, or she was it, a, it was she, a she, yeah. When she um, opened your eyes to that, did certain things start making sense to you? That
0: it did. I mean, and I still I think there's still a few things that I'm, I'm still dealing with, and on, on an everyday basis, mm-hmm. but. It helped, yeah. It's just like, um, it's like somebody just laid the map right out in front of me, and like, you're right here, but you know, this is all the stuff in between that you're going through and it's happening. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, kind of like an aerial photo of what's happening. I'm like, yeah. that is. That's what it is. And um, I mean, because, you know, you, the last thing you want to do is hurt your family and friends. And right. you know, I was doing that really bad, and, um, and I didn't want to lose them. So, like, all right, I'm going to make this effort and, you know, <laughs> just, Thankfully, it's gotten us to this point, and so, so I always encourage others too, even if it's their marriage or whatever. I'm like, go see a counselor, man, go talk to somebody at least. Just yeah, you never know. Like, you don't. Some people give up, I think, too soon on things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm gonna try every different avenue, whatever it takes to fix what I'm going. Like, even with the surgeries and stuff. So yeah, man. That's even like, you know, like with like your jobs and life and art, you know, people give up too quickly. And I'm like, just, I said, try every single door, no matter what it is, just try it. The worst thing happens, they say no, or it doesn't work out, but you never know. And so I think I've been very blessed recently to have some huge opportunities come in my path for my artwork. And I just, I just, I'm having that, like our, our joke words, you know, hustling, just got to hustle on all of it. Don't. Don't give up. Don't half-ass it. Just like you know, work on it. And that's also like with our life and things like that. Or if you mess up, admit it and try to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, sorry, I like I'm fucking preaching a little bit for no, the No, that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, wow, that's
1: awesome, man. I love, I love that because I, I think you're totally right, man. And that honestly, part of the reason I started the this podcast is that I would, I've spent a lot of times in conversations with people talking about. You know why they couldn't do their thing, or whatever it is, or being unhappy, and all that kind of stuff, and just so much negativity. And I thought, man, there's got to be—I know so many people that are that are doing that are either beating odds or they're—they're not even necessarily beating odds. They're just doing. They found a way to do what they love,
0: right?
1: And um, there may be people you would never really hear their story, but I think you over here that's saying all this should hear their story because maybe they'll be an inspiration to you.
0: And, like, no matter what you're telling them, some people, <laughs> their excuses are like, well, I don't have the same tools or things that you're using, like the same pens or paper, same instrument, or whatever. I'm like, you don't need that. A lot of these guys, including myself, start out with just whatever's available. And I still use whatever's available. I'm just fortunate sometimes that I can, you know, get some nice pens and paper to do stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm still like, I'm going to keep pursuing it no matter what. And I'm going to use whatever's right in front of me to do that. And if, you know, I have you know, one of the things that's been helping, I think, our art group is. I want everything to be face to face. So any person i am asked to be a guest speaker or any place I asked to use, I'm like, I'm gonna go to them, like, hey, can we can we talk about this? hmm And if they say no, I'm like, all right, they say no, let's go to the next place. Who what's the next on the list? Or next yeah. Place? So that's like with the, you know, for my drawing, like, all right, I pitch myself to this coffee shop, you know, not feeling I'm gonna go to this next business over here, or I'm gonna um, present myself in a different way on Instagram and Twitter for commissions or whatever. And just try different things and i'll even ask her like how did you get that gig or what'd you do just like i'm not gonna let you know all oh, this didn't work out i'm done throwing in the towel right i'm gonna go home and cry right
1: <laughs> yeah so. that no is a that no is a hard thing but i'm learning that art of like and no is no is not the end
0: yeah no just just like all right just suck it up it's just like get a little gut punch and like all right let's go go get go at it again yeah and um because you hear, like, all the pro-athlete stories or these other amazing people. But there's also people who aren't amazing who've got an amazing life because they just kept going at it. And So I just want to make it, you know, kind of like, hopefully that would be my testimony. is like I didn't stop, that I just kept pursuing in different ways. And, like, I'm not doing it in an annoying way. I'm just like, all right, that one didn't work. Let's try this one. That didn't work. This one. <laughs> right, this one worked. Hey. Yeah. And let's do it to our best. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that makes sense, too, just drawing. Like, the yeah. first one's not always the... It's not always the best work.
0: right? But too, if you get somebody likes it, and gives you a referral, someone else. Because I mean, a lot of my pieces too is like, I saw what you did for so and so, can you do that for us? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's, let's talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Now, one thing we definitely have to talk about yeah. is I know you're uh, you're somewhat of a comic fan. Yes, oh man, that's my heart too. <laughs> but and so, but only only one. Yeah, you only like Marvel for You only, uh, like like only scri- subscribe
0: to one. Yeah, like, I like yeah Marvel. Pretty much is my. And it's fun like I. Like, plus, when we work with teenagers, you know that it's fun to like have that little joke with them because, you know, I'll mess with them like will like like hey, the new Wonder Woman's out. I'm like, eh, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> it's out there.
1: Oh, so it all
0: irks. And sometimes I'll still see them, but I just yeah, I've always been just a, a Marvel guy. And it all started out just as a little kid. One of my first comics was. <clears throat> Like a, like I think a Fantastic Four comic, and okay. I just I read that. Saw some people from the Avengers happen to be in there, so I started reading them. And so it's almost like you pick your favorite team. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'll I'll do the fake like you know people are like well I have an iPhone, well I have an Android. I like to have like those fake little jokes because I even tease my kids like he wants the Batman Legos. I'm like no son, <laughs> you only have Spider Man or the Avengers. <laughs> but in the end, I, I love, but it just it's just my little fun little. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to have yeah. this DC. Not in I my guess. house. <laughs> Get Aquaman out of here. <laughs> we will <won't> have Namor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's so funny. I'm uh I so for me, like my thing, Batman is my number one. Yeah. Um but I'm not necessarily I don't necessarily DC is not necessarily the my favorite genre of or brand, I guess you could say of, yeah. of Characters, it just happens to be Batman, right? And so <laughs> I uh, have a so a buddy of mine. He's a big Wolverine fan, yeah. And I love Wolverine too, but we have this back and forth of why Batman is better than Wolverine or why Wolverine's better, yeah, than, better than Batman.
0: Well, I'll tell like the secret now for me. Like I don't tell anybody this, but now mm-hmm. like that I. Just with my art things going on, I pay attention a lot to the artists who draw these books. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my favorite artists will leave Marvel and go draw for DC, so I have to secretly go and read I and collect those know. books because I want to see how he's drawing these things he's doing. So I won't so like yeah. I have like like a few like you know Justice League and Batman hidden in my office because I'm like <laughs> I love this artist and how he did this, but I don't anybody to know. Because <laughs> like a lot of my favorite artists start out with Marvel and went to another company and this and that, but. At first, I was just like, it was for the heroes and the character, but now it's just too for the professional sense. I just love this artwork and the stuff they're turning out, so. Yeah.
1: Is there, do you have a favorite character or?
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I just, uh, if you go in my office, you'll see I, I have like a bunch of like Hawkeye figures. I've always, okay. And it comes down to just like, and this would going to sound like all churchy, but like he's on the Avengers and he doesn't have a single superpower. Like he doesn't have yeah. any, icon, even his, his story is kind of lame because he used to be like a circus performer thief and they recruited him into the Avengers okay but he just has his bow and arrow he just has to be like an excellent shot with it and he can keep up with the rest yeah He's also very sarcastic but I mean I do love Wolverine I like Iceman and all those guys yeah and, um, and uh, so just you know like Doctor Strange just you mm-hmm. know, the mystery and stuff like that so
1: yeah but, that's funny you say that about <laughs> Hawkeye that one of my favorite scenes probably my favorite scene of the entire Avengers 2. Yeah. Is when he's he's pep talking oh, yeah. um, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch yeah. and he's like none of it makes sense. Yeah. No. There's, like robots. right. <laughs> I'm like but you either got to you either got to get in there and do something or just stay out of the way.
0: Yeah. And, and it's I'm like ah oh, that's so great. That's, I just sometimes do like um when I think back to like if I got to handle a, a really huge project I don't think I deserve, but I'm gonna go do it, I just imagine that too, yeah. So, but yeah, just, I just he's always a fun little character, and then, um, uh, yeah, so I just love Marvel. Like, yeah. I mean, there's so many good stories and writers and art, artists, I mean, they're all really good, but I just I always if I had to pick a favorite team, Marvel's always gonna win, yeah. And even like in my office at church, I have a, a Marvel coffee mug. So I specifically pull out when certain people come in I know are super Batman and Superman and I just, like, I'll stand there and just, what, what were you saying? <laughs> like, like, as if, like, I don't care what they're saying. It's like so. That's funny. Yeah. No, I love uh, – I'm, I'm
1: with you on that. I love Marvel, too. Like like I said, Batman is my, my character, but I, I, to me, Marvel is the best at heroes. Yeah.
0: I think they're hitting, first off, like, because I got little kids, I got a boy and a girl – they're hitting like different diversities and genders and all that. So they got mm-hmm. a ton of like just great, you know, women. They got LBGT, just everything. Like yeah. when I go to teach some of these art classes in the the inner city, the majority of the kids are African American. I'm not going to come in there like, well, here's Captain America, here's Hawkeye, yeah. you know, here's Tony Stark. I come in there and I'm bringing like, you know, I have my I bring Hawkeye of course. I'm like, this is my man. Yeah. But then I'm bringing like pictures of like War Machine, Black Panther, Falcon, and uh, just all the other, you know, because I don't want them to feel, you know like that i'm some just some dude come in there i want them to understand like that they have some things they can hope and dream and look up to and yeah it's fun i teachers ask me to come and teach a superhero class so i want to make sure that i can just you know to get them to do that and show these these things but i just for my kids like i want emerson to find like you know miss marvel and things like that and love it and but if she wants like wonder woman or whatever she can like her (laughs) (laughs) but it's just uh it's fun it's, it's it's fun for the kids to see it so like uh finn has like a a really old school hardback fantastic four book that we've been reading at night okay it's like from the it's definitely from like the 70s and it's just yeah. some silly story them fighting some uh the mole man and his little monoids and stuff like that It's no. oh, <laughs> funny so but
1: i have a good i have a friend we're actually one of our one of our mural artists yeah his wife is a teacher and she uses uh comic books in her classroom because she teaches in a predominantly, um, black and Hispanic school. And she was telling me that one of the, one of the great tools for her now is that I forget the name of the character, but Marvel has a character that's a, um, like a teenage black girl that is,
0: uh, that's the new Miss Marvel. She's like a Muslim girl, right? And she can stretch. It's not that one. It's a
1: different one that, um, Yes, there's that one too, but there's... What, who is she? Um, she works with Iron Man, I think. Oh, I yeah, think that's she's, the dude, she's Iron her
0: Heart. Her name's like uh, Riri or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like the new... Uh, like she came out of MIT or something like that. Yeah, and then yeah. And like, she's like... That new. one...
1: Oh, and then... Is it Moon Girl?
0: Yeah, is Moon it? Girl, the, the red dinosaur. Yeah. The devil dinosaur. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Um, and like, she uses those characters, and it's been incredible yeah. for her to get them to read and to...
0: It's smart because the other thing on top of just the comics and have something to read and look up to and instead of just being all oh, these just white dudes or whatever are just like a very 60s mentality, it's now like it's so diverse, great stories, but also for those who go to the, com- the, um, the uh, comic cons and stuff like that, just those who dress up like them, there's more mm-hmm. characters to dress up like. So when you go to the store and make up your own costumes, you got such a variety now. You're not stuck mm-hmm. to like every kid it can only be falcon or a war machine now they can right. be like a million different characters right and uh it's just fun to see that but i also seen people are like getting past it. like they will be like girl captain america yeah. and just things like that so i think it's fun that people will just make up their own versions of it yeah. so even when my kids like talk about who they're gonna be who their heroes are mm-hmm. i'm like you can still have this one as your hero just you know just change it a little bit and we'll even draw it sometimes like that just mm-hmm. turn the guy into a girl or whatever yeah and just use the same suit or colors or whatever, but
1: you're really breaking, <laughs> you really breaking the Christian rules. Of <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I fit right in with our youth group though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. I think that that's so great. And I'm, I love that you're, that you have that with your kids too, of teaching yeah. them like, yeah. All right. If like, like, your daughter, if Captain America is your is your thing, that's what you love. Yeah. you can be a female Captain yeah, America.
0: I'll do it because I mean, I'm again a Mr. Rule Breaker. I don't like authority. I want to change things up. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I love I love that. So, um, let's see what there was something else I was going to ask you, and I forget what what. Uh, oh, is there anything anything you're working on right now? And is there any like specific type of art that you're
0: working on, like? Well, I'm always doing commissions. Like, I always get the chance to do like family portraits, <clears throat> pet portraits, business portraits. Like for Father's Day, I did a bunch of different like houses and places or businesses yeah. for people. But um, I just got to finish. I'm doing some branding lately. That's like my new territory. Mm-hmm. So okay. I just got to team up with a vodka company based out of Jacksonville. They're new. We just did a little project, and I did a something for a photographer. Mm-hmm. I did like her little logo. So and I'm about to work with a brewery. So it's just like usually it's been like one piece and I'm done, but now it's like, you know, people want their stuff to look, um, like it's done with pen and eat. Like it's got the right. hand strokes and stuff. And like, it looks like it's been almost a sketching look in a sense. And it's kind of funny. Everybody's trying to go back to the roots instead of having yeah. the polishing clean look. So I'm trying to do that, but also keep it minimalist. So just have a lot of those opportunities. And then I'm trying to really, um, get to know our city cause I'm, I'm loving Lakeland a lot. There's things happening. So any way I can meet, like, just, um, you know, different people who have, you know, a little bit more persuasion than I do to create opportunities where either we can help or have our, our, our group or do something for a less fortunate area. Yeah. So we've been working on things like that. And like I, I had to meet the, one of the managers of the, uh, one of the creative development departments of our city the other day. So hopefully we'll get to do some future projects. But nice. So it's just fun. Like I like to do my art, but it's just kind of fun where it's like just avenues and doors is opening, but.
1: Yeah, did you think when you started doing this out of like as a therapeutic outlet? Did you think that it would no. turn into something? like this? I never
0: thought I would have a website. I never thought I'd be selling different things. I never even thought somebody would let me set up. Like I'm very uh, thankful for ND Flea because like they're hard. Like if you've never done a table and try to sell stuff before, it's you know they're I think one of the best ones out there right now that I've done. And we've done some bigger ones, but they've always been the most professional. But they rejected me five times in a row for like five months straight. And I serious the day I was about to like, I'm done. I had their email or the website open or anything. I got an email from them like, you're in. You made it. I'm like, holy cow. We're like, we're in. So, every, Does Shaughnessy know that he turned you down so much? I don't think I've ever talked to him about it. <laughs> so he's just such a nice guy though. Yeah. But um, but I just, I thank him every time I'm there. I make sure he knows that I appreciate what got in. And so if you look at pictures from each one, you can see our booth changes and adapts each time. Because I'm like... I want our booth to stand out for certain reasons. I want people to see us. I want, you know, cause I'm really proud of what I'm doing. I want to put it out there, but also I just want my kids to see like, it's a lot of work. I don't want to just tablecloth and throw stuff on the table. I want right. to, um, just our, our time together when I'm talking to people, it's like, uh, just a, a fun moment and I want them to remember it. I want to remember it. And just, I'm thankful for the opportunity to sell my artwork and I've made just so many connections just to, um, just a couple months ago, I met this amazing guy named Hernan. He's a photographer here. He just moved to St. Pete. He just happened to be going to Foundation Coffee. Didn't even know about Indie Flea. Walked in and saw Mary had set the booth up for me because it's on a Sunday. So she sets okay. up while I'm at church and I rush over. Oh, okay. and we tag team. Nice. So he came back when I got there. and We met and talked and we bartered. And um, he helped me revamp my website. And nice. this is through Costco and Indie Flea. And he did such an amazing job on my, my website that I think it's drastically changed my, the way I've done things and just the referrals and co- communication different for people. So I'm like I'm like whatever I can do for you, man. I mean, what he did was just I don't fucking ever repay him, mm. but it's just you know because Andy Flea helped let me get in, have the opportunity, got to meet this guy to have this help change and and so it's fun. And so now I'm like when I'm doing our own art group, I'm trying to tell people like, look, I'm I'm learning these things for the market. These are things that I learned that you should do or shouldn't do. So trying to like whatever, so they don't have to make the same mistake. <laughs> like yeah. make sure you come with ones, you know, because right. uh, you know you yeah. can't. Everybody's going to break a twenty on your first, you know, your first right, customer. Right. <laughs> so things like that, or get a square and then just look at other people's tables so you don't look the same. And so, but it's just I'm very thankful for that opportunity. I've learned a lot from them, and it's gotten me a lot of connections and commissions. So yeah, so I definitely owe Seanity and them something. <laughs> Now you go. Know, he drew, he rejected yeah, you. Yeah, he rejected five times.
1: that's awesome. So, what's your what's your I guess your your dream with it? Like, do
0: you oh, or do or are you just like I'm well, coasting? I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying. Yeah, everything's been great. I mean, I love working at the church. Mm-hmm. It's always a dream of thinking one day just to walk up and just full time do art. But at the same time, I like working and helping people. So somehow to make it where it's even where I can do both and it provides for the family mm-hmm. and. Um, like one of my dream commissions I've always wanted at the time was I thought I would like to work for like do something for Publix mm. and because they're like the biggest thing here in Lakeland kind of mm-hmm. but they didn't call but I've gotten calls from people way bigger mm. than them and so that's like you know that's blowing our mind like we keep, I haven't done the piece for them yet so I can't say who it was but just yeah. I never thought I would be able to work for them and the fact that I got a phone call and you know I have like their emails <laughs> hanging on my wall because I just cannot believe that they wrote me yeah. and asked me to do something with them. So, it's just like I've already, the farthest I thought I can go has happened. So now it's just like, well, let's just keep doing this and see where it leads, just keep being better at it and make our presentation be as, like, so when somebody gets a package from us, I want to look as best as possible. When I meet somebody, I want that time to be together. I want my business Mm -hmm. card to be. So, just, you know, that, but also that I can, you know, just get to know people and see if I can help them out. And so. Yeah. I love it, man.
1: So, that's so great.
0: So that's like a pretty hard part. So, <laughs> um, do you have, uh, anything,
1: anything you're promoting right now? Anything you want to, well, people coming are, up,
0: yeah. If anybody <laughs> wants in Florida wants to come to our create, it's called Lakeland creative makers on, on Instagram. It's just LKLD creative. And then we also have a private Facebook group for it with the same name, but it's just, we're grad, gathering everybody together. Nobody's like, like a lot of people don't even know that I do it. Cause I'm like, Hey, I'm Josh. I run this. Yeah. Um, we just put it on. We want to have just, you know, people to be motivated, and encouraged, or just with a different thought. Maybe like, I need to pursue something else. And then the other thing I, I didn't mention earlier that we do is if anybody there has done something that, you know, done something well that month, we want to give them affirmation. So if somebody had a gallery or won an award or had something awesome happen, we give them a shout out. We yeah. want to share it. Or if somebody has something coming up, I want everybody to pull out their phones and give them a shout as well so like for instance one of my coworkers is going to do like a photo class this Mm -hmm. next week after our event so i'm going to give him a chance we're going to promote that and then um there's a guy in our group he makes his own um, like sparkling drinks Mm -hmm. and i'm like dude set up set up and sell your drinks there's another guy who came the month before he does coffee he set up and sold his coffee so however our groups can help each other out like the whole thing like it's a community, so we've got to help each other. Yeah. So, like, give those likes and comments people can give. That's the least you can do, a shout-out. And then if you can buy a drink from them, buy a drink. Or if you can support them at a market, buy something from them. And so this past one we had, we met at this pub down the road called Cobb and Pen, standing room only. And um, they just, I mean, thankfully they did really well on their sales. But we were able to connect different people. We had people come from Brandon and Tampa and St. Pete. To check it out and are like wow. oh, look how hard are they hearing about this because we don't even go going since january but um but it's becky and sunny are the ones who have been helping me they're here in lakeland and we're blown away every like what in the world so just because we just want to like get you know wherever you're stuck if we can help with that or if you need help we, we can help with that we're trying to you know make that going on so we're like trying to make a little roster trying yeah. to get a place where you know you can come ask a question Not feel embarrassed about asking that question yeah and, so, yeah, I tell people, good. like, I'm like, don't be embarrassed. I, I could tell you some horror stories myself right now. So, just ask it and see what happens. So, yeah, that's good. And great. Then just if you're curious, come just see what it looks like. So, awesome. I love it. Um, so
1: where, uh, where can people find you?
0: I'm mostly on Instagram. So, it's at Bump Galetta, B-U-M-P-G-A-L-L-E-T-T-A, and then bumpgalletta.com, and then bumpgalletta on Facebook. <laughs> so, I do, and I do yeah. Twitter, but, um, okay. Instagram's like my favorite. That's for your ranting though. Yeah, but yeah, just so I want to see stuff. But I uh, ask a question, I'll talk, I'll draw. If you want me to come teach an art class, I'll come teach an art class. So it's just. A, yeah, but also like if you have a community uh, or a charity or ministry you need help with, I like to help out with that as well too. Yes. Yeah. I love to give back. So
1: awesome! Well, love what you're doing. I love your I love your art. I love your <laughs> uh, my favorite so
0: far is your Princess Leia. Oh, thanks, man. That you did. That was, I, and that too was like, I just, was, it was in the moment. I, I was like, I grew up watching Star Wars. Yeah. And when it happened, and, you know, especially for my daughter, it's a hero a genre, yeah. And just response from that, like, that was just, like, hey, she, it just, just, like, just my symbolic moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's been kind of cool to see what that's taken us. That's awesome. I saw somebody, it's funny about that. I saw
1: um, somebody post recently about, um, right after Wonder Woman came out, that, you know, you have Princess Leia. Who now is in the new movies referred to as General Lady. Yeah. She's like the leader. Well, in one, have you seen Wonder Woman? Yeah. Okay. So Wonder <laughs> Woman. Spo- not it's not really spoilers, yeah. but Wonder Woman, uh, uh, I'm spacing on her name suddenly, but she was really well known as the Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Back, you know, now. Oh, movie. yeah. Um, she's in the House and, of Cards. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm blanking on her name too. But.
1: Penn, not Pin. She was married to Sean Penn. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. I can't remember. Anyway, but she was the bride. She was the princess, yeah. right? And in Wonder Woman, she's the general of the. She's Amazon- ripped, too. Yeah. She's, she's ripped, Yeah. So I saw somebody, uh, this, this girl I know, posted on, it was like Twitter or something like that. Um, so it might have been Instagram, but it, had, it was like a meme, basically, that said. Yeah. Um, I've lived long enough to see my princesses become generals. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's so great. I love it. that will
0: be tough. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, um, but yeah, no, that, that piece is great. So I always um, I always like to end the podcast with two questions, one for you, one for the audience. All right. Um, and uh, you know, under this idea, the theme of boldly going, pursuing your dream, uh, you know, you've told a distinct story about yourself and what you went through and what, how you've come through that and where you're yeah. at now. Um, I'm always curious every guest their opinion. There's no right or wrong answer. Just yeah. curious opinion of do you, Do you believe that every person has that ability to boldly go to pick up like, like you said, like start pursuing their dream, boldly go and and pursue that thing. Right? And yeah. why or why not?
0: I think I think we psych ourselves out a lot, and Ooh. we find any excuse to why we can't do it versus like. There's some people who are like, I can and we'll do it. But I think the majority of us find any reason why not to do it. Like even today, I was finding excuses why I didn't want to call the repair guy. Like, where's my car? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, uh, he's probably busy or he's going to yell at me. But I ended up doing it and we had a great talk. And, you know, it's very gentleman-like. But I think, I mean, you even see those guys who um, in the military who lost all their limbs or like doing CrossFit and all this stuff or mm-hmm. these obstacle course or doing motivational speaking. So it just... I don't think we can blame it on physical. I think we all have the ability to do something. It's just some of us might have to put a little extra time in it. Some of us might need to ask for extra help. But I think anybody can do whatever, like, if you set your mind to it and say, I want to do it, I think, I'm not saying you're going to be, like, the president or the best at it, but I think you're going to do it. And yeah. at least try. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, at least make the, a few steps so you at least can say, I tried it and it didn't work. You know, that's, I mean, that's how I look at it. Like, I'm not going to bail or not commit to like actually he's made an effort towards it yeah so like I know for I cannot like lift weights because like physically but I can still like do some exercises and move because I mean I've tried yeah. and it feels like my arms gonna rip off <laughs> but uh, I mean like at least I made the effort I mean I always get Mary's like stop lifting those things because she knows I'll be but you know I mean I, just, I think everybody has the ability to just pursue their dreams it's just we gotta get past that mind block and those barriers we put in our way yeah that's a great answer, and what
1: something you said in there too leads into the next question. There. Right. Like at least trying and taking a few steps. Ooh, that's a good one. That Florida, <laughs> Florida lightning out there, thunder. Um, but yeah, so the like so the final question is always to the audience, to the listeners of saying like exactly what you said that it. I think you're right that we. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's culture. I don't know if it's just innate to humanity yeah. or what, but we want whatever that goal is we want that goal to be accomplished right away yeah rather than the understanding that you know what sometimes like there's a lot of steps between where I'm at and that end result that goal that I want to get to so my question always to the listener to finish up is what can you do this week or this month to like Josh said um take a couple steps down that road at least start moving towards it um you know Start a draft of that sketch or a talk to that person. Just
0: call them up or email them. You never know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. So, guys, think about that. Like, what can you do this week? You don't have to accomplish the whole thing right now, but what can you do to start boldly going? And f- I mean, you've heard the best illustration of <laughs> someone who has all the reason in the world not to, not to go down that road, but is doing it. So, um, yeah, that's it. Dude, thanks so much for being on. I
0: really appreciate oh, yeah, it. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. Outside to the Polk County area. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah, Lakeland, uh, Lakeland's got
0: some charm. I haven't completely
1: yeah. found all of it yet, but um, we're getting
0: there. I, sh- I can show you some spots.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I need. I need someone that knows. Be a, a little tour guide. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. No, Lakeland, Lakeland's great, man. But listen, like we talked about before, you got a, you got a much better house for a lot less money <laughs> yeah. than true, true, <laughs> those of us in Tampa. So, um, yeah, dude, thanks for being on. It was great. Awesome.